The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Moran will take the free kick. One Quite simply, the Kevin Moran story is arguably the most extraordinary story in Irish sport. This was a guy who pushed out the boundaries, who did something that will never be done again in Irish sport, who announced himself as a once-off and original. Okay, um, that is a trailer for an extraordinary documentary which airs tonight on RT1 at 9.30. It's the story of Kevin Moran. It's called Codebreaker, a man who excelled with the dubs, with Manchester United and with Ireland. And executive producer of the programme is uh, broadcaster Des Cal. Des, good morning. Sounds strange. Your new title, executive producer. People in RT will go, what? Um, (laughs) It was made by two young guys uh, and my son is one of them just for you know yeah, Paul, Anita, Paul is, was producing and then the director is Kevin Brannigan and they did a great job Paul and Kevin was in with us last week talking about uh, the Reds and Harem yeah his yeah, other yeah, uh, documentary yeah. very talented yeah, uh, uh, yeah. director he, they did a great job and uh, so and I wanted the, young, the younger guys to do to, to drive it because and Brano as we call him to do the interviews because Obviously, I know Kevin Moore and I know Jimmy. You Keaton, also you know, know the whole history, so yeah. a lot of stuff you would presume in your own exactly. head. Or, or more, Pat. That when I was talking to so so briefly, the background: Kevin Moore uh, was playing soccer in college, played the odd GA game. Dublin selector saw him, picked him to play for Dublin in the seventies, nineteen seventy six. Uh, he had been on the hill watching Dublin in 1974 and 75 against Kerry. He ends up playing against Kerry in the All-Ireland final and being a Dublin star in 76, 77. And he's 21. He's qualified with his BCom and he's working in accountants and he's the boy around town. Everyone loved him and the star of the Dublin team. But he had played soccer with Pegasus, the UCD yeah, graduates UCD team. Crowd, yeah. And uh, he, they had an FEI Cup run. And Billy B and the Manchester United scouts saw him, liked what he saw and asked him to go for a, a trial. Kevin was reluctant to go for it, don't really need to. And then he went, they wanted him to go for two weeks. He went for three days. I mean, it was incredible that somebody so reluctant to take a, a, a chance to join Manchester United. Dave Sexton, after the three days, drops him back to the airport. We'd like to offer you a two and a half year contract. Yeah, can I think about it? Yeah, he thought <laughs> a couple of hours. But I'll come back to you in a couple of weeks. You know, he had no mad desire. Anyway, the story is ultimately he joins Manchester United and gets a fantastic career in professional football 10 years with Manchester United played for Blackburn went to Spain with Gihon and was a key part of the Irish team in Euro 88 and Italian 90 so that was code breaker he crossed the codes at at the highest level and that's his background Um, Did he play simultaneously you know during any calendar year for Manchester United and for the Dubs Yeah but it was was, he was trying to break into the Manchester United first team but he was coming home in the summer this is the bit that all young people are going that cannot be true. <laughs> it cannot be true. Uh, so there was no social media. There was no mobile phones. There was no. So he'd come back in the summer and play for Dublin in the Leinster Championship. But then they'd be back for pre-season training with the All-Ireland semi-final is on or the All-Ireland final. And there's a great big bit in the documentary when Tony Hanno's describing going over to the Manchester United manager himself and Kevin Heffern and decide we better 
like square this final. Away. Yeah, he's just playing with his friends. He's played with us before he came <laughs> over, and yeah, they've, yeah. And is there much interest? Ah, you know, and do many people? Is there a crowd watching? <laughs> well, yeah. How many for sex? About eighty thousand. <laughs> and uh, and he got a very bad injury. He got two really bad injuries in the nineteen seventy eight final. He looked like a fellow from. Custer's last stand as Miolo yeah, Harris blood, blood everywhere he had stitches in his head but far more significantly he ripped his hamstring which was to kind of dog his professional football yeah. career as well But so it's the story of someone who made that incredible change but the fact that in Manchester they didn't know he was playing here that is hard to believe it's hard to believe yeah. um, just remind people of uh, the code at the time because I often talk about when I was in school there was one of my pals got uh, sanctioned for playing soccer yeah, yeah. in the Easter League Yeah, you know and it, it, a picture appeared in the back of a newspaper showing the winning team and he was See he you? was in it and one of the brothers yeah. saw his face and he got sanctioned I, I think he may have been threatened with expulsion yeah Liam Brady suffered that as well young people find that hard to believe because yeah. every boy and girl now plays you know a couple of sports but that was the case uh, in schools etc so it was unusual for somebody to, to play both but but to make it at the top in both is, is incredible so in, in the, like Paul my son before we Approach Brando Paul says, this story has to, this is unbelievable because he saw me interviewing Kevin at a Dubs fundraiser and the current Dublin team, their jaws were hanging. They yeah. could not believe this story. And, uh, you know, with, you know, Kevin Heffernan has passed away, Jack Charlton's passed away and Paul saying, this story is going to be lost unless, you know, you get it. And poor Brian Mullins, who was close to Kevin, yeah, was going to be essential. We had, we had the date arranged for the interviews for the documentary and we lost Brian as well, sadly. But, um, so it's, it's that unique story and his, and we have some of the old dubs talking about, you know, when Kevin was playing with them and going to Manchester United. And then Brian Robson, Norman Whiteside, Paul McGrath, there were like, there was accusations that Manchester United had. The uh, drinking a culture. Drinking culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kevin, Kevin stoutly refutes that. Is that but a pun? It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to harp on about it. <laughs> now, there were uh, moments in his career he was sent off in the FA Cup final. Yeah. Now that, People might say now, you sent off in the cup final. That was on the BBC News. This was a huge story. In the 110-year history of the FA Cup finals, no one had ever been sent off, ever. And so it was a huge story. And there was a petition uh, begun in Manchester to have this changed. So he was not to be given his medal. And the manager, Ron Atkinson, when they won, he was sent off against Everton, who had won the league and won the European Cup Winners' Cup on the Wednesday. And Everton were going for a treble. So Everton were the team at the time. So so he was sent off at nil-nil. Paul McGrath tells in the documentary, Paul left a pass short yeah. to Kevin and Peter Reid, an Everton player, got it. Peter Reid's in the documentary telling his version of the story. And so Kevin fouls Peter. Kevin says, was never a sending off offence. Peter Reid goes up in the air, but you can people can judge for themselves <laughs> when they see it tonight. But Paul said, Kevin went bananas, obviously trying not to be sent off. And Paul said, I just stayed out of the way because I knew Kevin had killed me because he'd blamed me for the past. And even afterwards in the celebrations, I was staying away from in case I get blamed. <laughs> but Kevin didn't care because they won the match because Norman Whiteside, scored, who was only a youngster at the time, scored this incredible goal and uh, and United won it. And that got Kevin over the disappointment. Yeah. Now, at what point did he have to say goodbye to the dubs? Can no longer do this. He was coming back 78, 79, 80. I mean, Colm O'Rourke was playing for me. Colm O'Rourke told me in, uh, one day that uh, we're there and we're in with a chance against 
Dublin and half time on comes Kevin Moore and playing for Manchester United and he was home on his holidays and I got ah for flip's sake what chance have we here you know and uh, so he was doing that like he loved he's still very close to that Dublin group they've yeah. still got a WhatsApp group you know they're all mm. getting on the very close group and uh, but the risk of injury and Manchester United mm. getting annoyed now, uh, you know most uh, of the younger listeners might remember when Roy Keane had to part company with Manchester United because of Alex Ferguson decided your time is up, sunshine. It's 21 years ago. Yeah. What happened to Kevin? In Alex ju- Ferguson let him go too. Oh, Alex Ferguson let him go. He, he, it's interesting. He let all of, he let Paul McGrath go, Norman Whiteside go, Kevin go, and the other one, Brian Robson, captain of England, the best player in England, he kept him. <laughs> it's, it's <a laughs> and less, yet they it's, were all in the drinking club. It's what happens in life. Well, if they were in the, like, as I say, Kevin, but when you see them, they're all very comfortable. It's, it's, I, I enjoyed, that was one of the, most enjoyable bits the, the three lads in Manchester reflecting on their times yeah. Yeah. Now we shouldn't uh, forget his international career um, I mean he was a star for Ireland Yeah in the glory days that yeah. uh, you know we'll, I don't know how we can get back to being in the top eight in the world again you know and in the World Cup and beating England in Euro 88 drawing in Italian 19 getting mm. to the quarter final and I think that's part of most boys or girls. The dream would be to play, win in all Ireland with their county, play for Ireland soccer, or play for Manchester United. And Kevin achieved all three dreams. That's incredible. Incredible. It's, it's funny that nowadays, in terms of code breaking, it's it's routine. As you mentioned, boys and girls grow up playing yeah. all sorts of sports. But like some of our great rugby players, uh, Tommy Bow was yeah. a great GAA player, and I think well, one Tommy of his- would say that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he played minor with Manon, Yeah, no, of course he was. Lots. Look, all of our elite sports people yeah. would be talented. And the Carnies, for example. Yeah, uh, they played. That they played uh, GAA as well. So yeah, you know the code. No, no, breaking- it's not the same. They played minor with Loud. It's not like a senior All Ireland. No, I'm no, I'm not taking from them. You can That's the point. You cannot. You cannot now play at the top level in two different sports. In my opinion. It's just impossible. It won't I mean, your body won't uh, take it, number one. But number two... You can't the, the, to commit. The, your, your commitment to each sport is... Yes, yeah. total. So there's lots of people who have played minor and played another sport, but, but senior All-Irelands and being the star in All-Ireland finals and then yeah. going to Manchester United is different gravy. So you see a fella coming on with an unfamiliar beard. <laughs> Look closely. <laughs> That's in the under 14 <laughs> matches. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's uh, going to be a great show tonight. Uh, it's half past nine. It's called Kevin Moran, Codebreaker yeah. and uh, Executive I was just going to say, when you say Executive Producer once more. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the texts, I remember Kevin playing for the Dubs. Great player. When he went to United, we didn't think it was a big deal. We just hoped he'd play for the Dubs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, extraordinary it's and because for some people the dubs would have been a bigger deal for you than United and for many people because Manchester United was the, the team uh, of choice for so many Dublin people. Yeah, and that's an interesting part, I think, of the documentary as well. The culture in Dublin at the time, you know, uh, it was when fans, GA fans became like soccer fans and Hill 16 kind of yeah. copied the soccer fans and the the flags and the banners and and the colour. Yeah. The colour is great. And, it's and if you recall, Des, a lot of the time people would be talking about uh, goals scored by the dubs as, you know, that was a soccer goal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a Gaelic goal at all. Yeah. That, that's well, that was all that, those fellas are playing soccer. The GA snobbery looking down on soccer, which thankfully no longer exists. But yeah. it's, it's I think I think the archive is great and, and it was edited by a fellow, Vinnie Byrne, who did a fantastic job and it, it captures... That mayhem of the seventies as well, which mm. which I like. Des Cal, sports broadcaster and executive, executive producer. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. 
The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.